Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, May 5th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 Under 30, a.k.a. The second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Happy Dr. Strange Day to you, Greg Miller. Tim, I am vibrating with excitement. I was thinking I, I the show is going to be, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, you have picked an amazing episode to tune into. There's a lot of great news. There's going to be a lot of great conversation, and I'm just in a great fucking mood. And I oh. was upstairs, and I was like, how can I How can I distill the mood I'm in to Tim Getty still understand? And I thought of the wise words of one Nick Scarpino. Uchi, uchi. That's the level of energy and happiness that is going around me right now. And let me tell you, seeing Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness today is definitely at the top of the list. Hell yeah. Oh, that's the energy I like to hear. I'm in an Uchi mood myself. I don't know about the Uchi Boochie, but you know, okay, okay, we'll get okay. there. Well, sure, you're going to sure. get me there, Greg Miller. Oh, I'm going to get you there. I have something right over here. But while I'm here, I'll just tell you about the housekeeping. Uh, Doctor Strange, uh, the rest of us are seeing it tonight. Of course, a few of us have already seen it. You can catch the spoiler-free review for Doctor Strange right now, youtube.com slash kindoffunny, and of course, uh, the Screencast podcast feeds. Then tomorrow, we're recording in review for the Marvel MCU in review. Uh, that'll be the big old official one. Uh, spoilers all over the place, so when you see it, you can watch it. That's getting recorded live tomorrow. And correct me if I'm wrong, posted tomorrow as well tomorrow? Yes, it will. All right, so mm-hmm. soon it should be posted over. tomorrow uh, at a... About 5 p.m. Pacific. By then, it'll be live. Now, if you'll excuse me, let's get the movie taste out of my mouth. We're here to talk about video games. And what I want to show you, Tim, is this. Everybody knows Eric Castro. Of course, world-famous bartender. Did a show called Follow the Leader with us. Has gotten us insanely drunk on many occasions. Correct, Tim? Mm -hmm. Oh, very correct. Do you follow him closely on Instagram? I do. Have you seen him go down the rabbit hole of losing his mind to retro video games and repairing Mm -hmm. retro video games and doing all these different things? It's extremely, extremely cool to watch. Yesterday, I opened up my mailbox, had a little package from Eric Castro. And what did I have, Tim? A basically brand new refurbished Game Boy Color. Hell yeah, Now charging with USB-C. Got a big old battery on there. I don't have to worry about any of these things. Just fantastic. And, of course, I hit him up, and I said, oh, Eric, this is amazing. Thank you so much. What a gift. He said, no problem, brother. Happy birthday. And I was like, thank you. And I'm, he's like, do you have Game Boy games? And he started recommending stuff. I'm like, listen, there's only one place to start, and that's Terminator 2. The Game Boy it. Terminator 2, which has haunted me. Remember, as a, I was a child watching Family Ties. It's the only time I was able to actually get to the past. I kept getting stuck rerouting the Terminator's chip. But one time I did it, and I was so excited watching Family Ties that I immediately crashed and died. But I did it that one time, but it was always too hard for me. So the first thing I did, Tim, is, of course, you know, I, uh, a kind of funny best friend sent me Terminator 2, uh, the Game Boy cartridge. So what I did is, of course, I put it in my desk. And then, I don't know if you remember, we don't talk about it much. In March 2020, we were going to go home for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then that turned into a lifetime. And so our desks got wrapped up and put into the new office where they're building an office around. It's so like, I know that I don't have. So the first thing I Googled last night, went and bought Terminator 2 for 20 bucks. 
I was like, I'm going to get it next week. This is going to be great. I can't wait. Came down this morning. That was last night. Came, well, then I watched the finale for Ozark. Kevin, you need to finish it so we can talk about it. Then mm. I came down here last. Well, I slept. Then I came down here last. I came down here this morning. Sit down, stretch out, open my thing. As soon as I opened up my documents to get to go for work, I was like, wait a second. And I went over to where I keep all my physical games and pulled it out. And you're goddamn right. I didn't let that get in the desk. I already had Terminator 2, motherfucker. So you know oh, what yeah. I'm doing today, waiting for Doctor Strange to start. I'm going to oh, love the it. shit out of some goddamn Terminators. I'm going to save John Connor. I'm so proud of you. I do have a couple questions, though, about, about that whole thing. Um, were, were you so excited for watching Family Ties? Or were you so excited that you got as far as you did that it caused you to, while watching Family mm-hmm. Ties? Family Ties was a rerun. It was, it, it was one gotcha. I've seen a million gotcha. times. It definitely wasn't gotcha. one of the ones where Tom Hanks shows up mm-hmm. as the alcoholic brother. I mm-hmm. loved those, and I was a big fan of those. But yeah. no, it was just an episode on, but it's one of those like seared in your childhood memories of the game, you know, that game that was so difficult, you couldn't do anything in. And then the one time Tied I was able to do it, yeah, exactly. The one time I was able to do it, like it was a Saturday and I panicked, but I have like that snapshot encapsulating that my our old ass living room with family ties and the giant tube TV. And then dang, that was over. I, I hope I am with you tonight when you beat Terminator 2 on the Game Boy. First of all, I guarantee I won't time. beat it tonight. I'm sure you, I got. How long is Terminator 2 in the Game Boy? It can't be that long. I was surprised, dude. I played uh, Mario Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, still holds up, still a fantastic game. Right. But that it took like. 45 minutes to beat oh yeah <laughs> like what's See, that's the thing like, is not having when i was a kid this was endless adventure i remember also being a kid right and like you know uh ghostbusters on sega master system is the thing that got me into it right but come on now you think i could get as a child do you think i could get past the part where the ghosts were throwing the plates as the ghostbusters tried to climb the stairs of dana built apartment building could not do it and i remember then years later but i'm talking about you know jumping from like six to 11 or whatever turning on and getting past that and getting to go there and i was like oh man Young Greg was stupid. So this is going to be a big test now of how dumb Greg was as a young kid, but also how old Greg is now as an old. Like, I remember rerouting the microchip being so fucking difficult. Is it that difficult? You'll have to wait and see. It's about a little over an hour, Greg. So on how long to be? How long to be? It's hour 23. Like, you understand what's going to happen, right? Is that I'm mm-hmm. gonna do it and then get to the motorcycle part and flip out again? <laughs> it won't be family ties on the screen. It'll be fucking Maria Menudo's telling me something. But I'm gonna jump up in that theater and tell everybody I finally I did it, it. again. I, I, it. I know we're going long on this, but I do want to say one thing because uh, now that you're set up for it, I feel like I can recommend you this in a way that actually makes sense. But one of the most underrated video games of all time, and I think in recent times because of the analog pocket and just kind of the rise in retro stuff and all of that, we've seen a little bit more deserved love for it donkey kong 94 on the game boy it's not donkey kong country it's the the og donkey kong like arcade game but it's expanded and there's a lot of stuff it's like one of the best puzzler puzzle games of our time of any time really and not enough people talk about it just letting you know this is why you know you know that eric castro is the homie because he Mm -hmm. we're talking i'm like i gotta order some game boy games now he goes super mario land 2 six coins is a banger donkey kong 94 is crazy dope too both my man the two games i mentioned <laughs> the system has so many bangers ladies and gentlemen i'm excited to talk about some modern day bangers like the fact that fortnite is back on ios thanks to xbox your trek to yomi reviews are in and summer games fest has a date for its a event event it's got an event 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 
We'll talk about all that and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms. That's right, I said variety. Uh, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on Patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do. And you could go right from this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily to Patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and watch us record a brand new episode of PS I Love You XOXO Live. Just like the Xcast, Gamescast, you name it their live recordings on patreon however if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe each and every weekday for a brand spanking new episode if that's not exciting enough for you you could watch us record these shows live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like ms gambo nerd a day and ugh vicious 696 who says i'm watching on my steam deck get fucked paris get out of my head paris you could be watching live just like them. And if you are, you have a special job. Keep us honest by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on the platforms of their choice. And of course, remember, we're going to talk about Fortnite. If you're playing Fortnite, use the Epic Creator Code KINDAFUNNY. Of course, that works in the Epic Game Store. Of course, it works on any other uh, the PlayStation, Xbox, or Switch games is used in the Epic Game Store. It gets us a few bucks and helps us out and keeps the mics and lights on. Shut the fuck up, Siri. No one was talking to you. Why would you think I didn't even fucking say your name? You better get out of here. You know what I mean? Oh, housekeeping for you. Uh, we're seeing Doctor Strange tonight. Spoiler free review is live. Interview records and post tomorrow. Then the big news, Kevin. Click that link and show it. Kind of Funny's new merch line is live on kindoffunny.com slash store. And our new t-shirt design has been revealed for Patreon Platinum members. Over on kindoffunny.com slash store, you can get the brand new shirt and hat from Campfire Design Studio that features Portillo the Wiener Dog snug in a bun. Nick from Campfire finished this last year, and it was always on the schedule for this month. Now, part of the proceeds will go to the Central Missouri Humane Society as a way to honor our fallen king. Similarly, now this is where we switch over to Patreon. When Portillo passed, Andy shared a Metal Gear Solid-inspired Portillo design that he never finished. Well, due to your encouragement and a lot of yelling from me, Andy is finished, and it's our play- Patreon Platinum item on patreon.com slash kindoffunny and patreon.com slash games this month. If you subscribe at the Platinum tier on either of those Patreons, uh, you'll get this limited edition shirt. Remember, the way it works is you do it, the month ends, then Joey sends out a, 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 a Google Doc that says, what's your T-shirt size? We had a lot of questions about that. Last month, we had the Kind of Funny Wrestling shirt, so a bunch of new people came in. This month, obviously, I think this Metal Gear uh, shirt's going to be a pretty big hit. So it's Incredible. Awesome. It's like, are you kid- Look at this shirt. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's honestly insane, yeah. And it's like, you know, uh, tattoos are addictive, as you know. And so as I already have now the Portillo paw print, I do start Uh-oh. thinking about, well, what do I want on the other arm? <laughs> and I do look at that and I go, I always wanted a Metal Gear tattoo. Maybe that's the one. But then do I just want to be the guy with his dead dog tattooed all over him? You know? I'm sad. Yeah. I'm sad my dog died. Uh, let's, so that's housekeeping. That's happening there. Patreon.com, uh, kind of funny or kind of funny games. And then kind of funny.com slash store. Uh, thank you for all your support on that. And of course, your well wishes. And I don't want to spend too much time on Porty because I love him and I appreciate him. But I don't need to cry right now. I'm in a great place. So let's move on to the next piece of housekeeping. Uh, the assault on Roe v. Wade is disgusting, embarrassing, and detrimental to the rights of every American. Uh, tomorrow on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, our charity stream will be for abortion funds in vulnerable states. You can catch it live, kindoffunny, 
games day i'm sorry kind of funny on twitch obviously right after kind of funny games daily twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we'll roll into that and that'll be there where i think we're going to go through in every 30 minutes cycle uh to a different uh chair or different uh abortion fund in one of the vulnerable states so you can donate to them and keep it God going ass. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Anonymous and Fargo Brady. Today, we're brought to you by ExpressVPN, Chime, and Babbel, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Seven items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Shout out to you, Kev. That was a that was a real good, I don't know what that the beeping sounds are called. Is there a name for that? I think it's I. You think of ticker, ticker noises, ticker, more yeah. code, yeah. Fantastic ticker, Kev. Kevin is also on the Uchi Uchi train right now. He's, He's Uchi Uchi. You know what I mean? Uh, number one, ladies and gentlemen, it's happened. Fortnite is returning to Apple. It's returning to iOS. It's returning to iPad and iPhones. All thanks to Xbox. Kevin, I dropped a little trailer in there for you. Uh, the official announcement coming from Xbox reads like this. Today on Xbox Wire, Xbox announced a partnership with Epic Games to make Fortnite available on select browser-enabled devices for free with Xbox Cloud Gaming Beta. Without the need for an Xbox Game Pass subscription. Now, Fortnite fans can play anywhere and across devices with only a Microsoft account and a browser-enabled device, including uh, an iOS, iPad OS, uh, Android phone or tablet, or Windows PC with internet access. An Xbox Game Pass membership is not required to play. I think if you wanted to be jaded or just pay half attention to it, you would go, all right, whatever, and keep moving on. This is such a huge fucking get for Xbox Cloud Gaming. Look at that. Xbox.com slash play, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, uh, Epic and Apple had a pretty big dust up that they never recovered from. Fortnite's still not available on the Apple Store, right? And not available on the Android Store? Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that one, so please. Uh, it's not, but wrong. you could side boot it. Oh, yeah, that's the whole thing. On, on Android, you can side boot stuff. You can't do it mm -hmm. here. So Sorry. as they you show this trailer over and over again, Kevin, which I love, they, of course, start, and they, so do they, and they, and they start with their uh, official wording here, right, is the fact that, hey, iOS, 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 because all of a sudden, every kid who ever want, was playing this in school to the point where they had to take away their fucking phone when Fortnite was on iOS can now get back in and get back in again completely for free. This is not something tied to Game Pass. This is just Xbox, uh, xCloud, or, you know, yeah, Xbox Cloud Gaming now, as they call it, and it's all on xbox.com slash play. You can go there, create your free Xbox account. You don't need to be gold, and you can jump right in and get playing. Like, this is fucking insane. Like, this is such a great get for them. I, I didn't get the stats pulled, but when I tweeted about it, and I was like, this is fucking huge. Somebody said something to the effect of, like, yeah, you know, 116 million played on iOS. If they could just get 2 million of that to come over and try cloud gaming, yeah, fuck yeah. I don't know if those stats are real. Don't worry about it. But again, that's the kind of numbers we're talking about, right? It does, you're never going to get everybody who had the Fortnite app to come do this, Tim. But you get a fraction of that, and you're in good space. So obviously, huge news for, for all of that. But I think that there's an extra element that I think we need to talk about here. I love extra that, elements. That, that is so key when it comes to this Xbox cloud gaming situation, where this is their first major push into uh making xbox cloud gaming a a mainstream thing that they are focusing on right like we've seen we always talk about the ecosystem that they've been uh growing the last couple of years right and i think we're about to see and we are seeing right now the fruits of that labor where they're literally telling people using fortnite the biggest vehicle uh gateway into uh people like the the hardcore the mainstream gamers whatever it is this is them the kind of a coming out party of being like hey 
you can play Xbox without an Xbox. Yep. And this is free. You can use your phone that you have to play Xbox games. And some of them are free. Some of them are, hey, for the low, low price of whatever the hell Game Pass uh, with uh, cloud gaming is nowadays. Get in. Get all that stuff. This is huge for Xbox. And I think that with all the conversation we've had in the last couple of years about uh, what Xbox is going to do with the Series S, Series X, and all this stuff, and I stand by, they're going to come up with a dongle at some point uh, to plug into a TV that doesn't have the the smart apps or whatever, in addition to TVs that do have smart app functionality uh eventually getting xbox apps i'm sure sooner than later probably like this is this is starting now and like it is just crazy that the future is here uh from cloud gaming and they're making it as easy as they possibly can despite this being a super complicated situation with fortnite in particular but i think that this is such a great huge foot forward step forward for them to be like hey cloud gaming is here and xbox is the owner of it hundred percent. Yeah. And again, you know, somebody who honestly played a lot of Fortnite on iPhone when that originally dropped, that was where I went because of course I was terrible at Fortnite for a long time and I'm still not great. Don't get me wrong, but it was where I could feel like I was being competitive and have some wins and get some XP before I graduated to playing on my PlayStation four slash five. Like this, as soon as I turned it on, all my stuff's there, it immediately knew, Hey, you got to get it. You're playing on a touch device. Do you want it to be auto fire? Do you want it to be a dedicated button? You know, my backbone's upstairs. So I am excited that maybe if they are doing the same thing where they're putting phone players together or cloud players together on a lobby and they know we're phone players, maybe I get in there and really, really, really just beat the shit out of everybody with that backbone. But so impressive. So cool. And this is, you know, what we're always so excited about when, and what I think Kevin speaks so much about, first off, his love of Fortnite, but more importantly, when we're playing a game and Kevin, we're like, hey, Kevin, join us. Like when we're streaming something, he's like, oh, I don't have time to download it. And we're like, no, no, you can just stream it. You can do this thing. And Kevin, many of the times, has jumped in something off of the cloud or just streaming and stuff like that. So this is such a huge thing. I'm going to be fascinated to see how many people this brings into Xbox Cloud Gaming. Oh, it's, I mean, there's not going to be a bigger moment than this, I don't think. Like this is going to be the biggest influx of awareness play for sure, but then just getting people in and then it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing just like Game Pass has been, right? Where it's like, cool, it started off and it was more the promise than what they were actually offering. It was like, cool, here's a library of some games that are a little bit older, but they're not given the heavy hitters. But here we are, two, three, whatever it is, years into it. And it's not just the Crackdown 3s coming, but it is the Halo Infinites and the Forza 5s and the coming up Hellblades and all that stuff, in addition to all of the third-party partnerships and all that stuff. There's just a lot of goodwill built and that they are delivering on. And I feel like this is just another step there. And making Fortnite work in a world that Fortnite has not worked to a very, very, very large audience, which is the mobile gaming community specifically the ios mobile gaming community that is such a major w for them 100 percent, and yeah it'll be interesting to see this information spread and then the education process begin of what it actually means and how it actually works and you know obviously the chat has been filled here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we record the show with people who are like cloud gaming sucks no this is great blah 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 blah. like you know back and forth hold on a second hold on a second I will hold for you, Greg. Raj Former says, I just got a Steam Deck. Let's go. I'm going to stop <laughs> everything, and I'm going to check my fucking email right now. Because if I don't have a goddamn... The ranks rise, Greg. Fucking goddamn it. I do not. Where the fuck is my Steam Deck thing? What did I, I mean, do to you? Paris Lilly just tweeted that he's watching us right now on his Steam Deck. Yeah, so I brought that up. So. Yeah, but I mean, like, he, there's a picture now of it. Like, oh. Again, oh. because Paris Lilly doesn't play games on his Steam Deck. He just takes photos of his Steam Deck. 
Oh no. Okay. Rod says, Oh no, I bought it off. Somebody got very lucky. Okay. That's different. That's fine. That, you know, you want to go support that. Gary still Gary wants market. his. Yeah. It's probably Gary. No, Gary said he likes his though. No, no, no. Yeah. He's going to like, but Gary also loves money. Like, you know what I mean? How many times have we ever. seen that guy, you know, just do anything for a buck, anything. Uh, no, I'm going to be excited to see how many people this brings in, how many people this educates about, uh, Xbox cloud gaming. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, you know, one of the things that's happening over, we're on Twitch. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong is the one, the only nanobiologist is linking us over to Tom Warren. Tom Warren has tweeted in regards to all this. Fortnite's free. I'm sorry. Fortnite free on Xbox cloud gaming is part of Microsoft's Xbox everywhere initiative, which I'm sure, which I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more about in the coming months. X cloud is getting ready for more markets, more games and more devices. Uh, BC dubs, by the way, Tom Warren is senior editor at the verge. I should have said that. Xbox Everywhere includes devices like a TV puck for Xbox Cloud Gaming, apps for TV, and even Microsoft's original plan to let you play all Xbox games you own through the cloud. So it's happening, Tim. Sorry, where did you see this? I'm trying to find it. This is uh, Tom Warren over on Twitter. Gotcha. It's happening. Very, Very exciting. exciting. Yeah, yeah, man, I, I I just love seeing this tech being pushed in oh, any yeah. way. Like, it's just like, it's, you know, it's not there yet, but it's like, it's never going to be there if all we ever do is point it and say, it's not there, it's not there. It's like, no, we need to kind of support it and like beta test it and work through it all. But it's going to be there before you freaking know it. Like, and it's just going to be the norm. And I, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, like we talked about where you want to look at on live Google Stadia, Xbox, uh, cloud gaming, like, there's going to be stumbles and there's going to be failures, but eventually we're going to get there. And the fact that, you know, when Xbox got into this and they got committed to it, uh, they went all in. And I can't thank them enough for that as a fan and somebody wants to see stuff go forward. I'm excited to try Fortnite out on this and see what the latency is like and how it's running off of my Wi-Fi. And again, you know, we have San Francisco internet, which is pretty gosh darn good. So it should be great for me, especially because the, you know, for this isn't remote play, even though I was playing uh, Rogue Legacy remote play yesterday, I was, as always, super impressed with it, so. We'll see. I digress. This is what the big news is of the day. And we will keep watching to see how many of these clowns who have never heard of Xbox Cloud Gaming get into it. Uh, real quick, a couple ones here for your wrongs just while we're here. Gabe Hewitt says, Fortnite is still not available through the official Google Play Store on Android. It's available on Android through the Epic Game Launcher on the Samsung Galaxy App Store. I remember that. That was confusing. And then Nanobiologist says, Tim said Terminator 2 takes one hour to beat, but that's for the NES. But the Game Boy version takes about 20 to 30 minutes to beat if you don't die. And this is based on a whole YouTube video showing a full playthrough of the game. So, now granted, I'm sure that guy's played T2 once or twice and probably didn't get distracted by Family Ties, but we'll see what happens. How long to beat.com says the Game Boy version's 1 hour 23 and the NES is 2 hours. So, Man, I'll just shove it up your ass, all right? Or, or I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe Again, the like, long play he how watched. Fast, you, you, you could beat super mario whatever way faster than me because you would know mm -hmm. it ends and out you know what i mean like that's just it's not the same it's apples and oranges to it but i greg i said we put a timer on and if you take any more than 30 minutes punch you don't get to watch dr strange yeah, yeah. Punish him. oh my god it'll make you better greg we're doing it for you Come but on. i want to see the movie uh, well then watch uh, number the two on the roper report ladies and gentlemen the much hyped and anticipated trek to yomi drops today and that means that reviews drop today which sometimes isn't a good sign and here it turns out it's not a good sign uh the metacritic at 850 this morning pacific time was at a 72 uh kind of funny reviewed it and gave it a three out of five kevin let's watch the tiktok trek to yomi is all style and no substance it's not that it's bad it's just that i'm disappointed trek to yomi had so much potential when you reveal a game 
with such a really cool art style, right? Pair it with the publishing of Devolver, it just seems kind of like a guaranteed hit, right? Trek to Yomi, unfortunately, is not a must-play game by any stretch of the imagination. Pretty disappointing, honestly. I haven't really played a game, I don't think, in a long time where I've seen such a gulf in between art direction and aesthetic and visuals, and on the other side, combat mechanics, game design. I am giving it a three out of five okay. I would say this is a miss for me. I couldn't agree with Andy more. For me, the easiest synopsis of this is that Trek to Yomi is all style and no substance. Here are the loops. It's the loop. Man, it's Roger's bad. good at that, right? It's it's just uh, other people reviewed it, though. Let's go through those to see how you got to a 72. PC Mag gave it an 8. Uh, Zachary Cuevas said, Trek to Yomi is a small game, but its awe-inspiring cinematic presentation rivals AAA productions. The mythical hero's journey might not break new ground, but it's an engaging ride that'll keep you hooked from the beginning to end. Trek to Yomi isn't the most complex or difficult title, but it's one we highly recommend to anyone looking for a short, stylish action game, earning it our Editor's Choice Award. Over at IGN, I got a 7. Uh, Travis Northup said, Trek to Yomi is a brief but captivating journey that's like playing through a monochromatic Japanese movie. And that excellent presenta- presentation is enough to carry it, even though it falls short in most other respects. Combat is one note and easily mastered. The exploration and puzzles don't have much to offer aside from fleeting, a fleeting distraction. Thankfully, its relatively brief story was one that still drew me in enough to absolutely feel worth my time. And then GameSpot gave it a 5 out of 10. Richard Wakeling wrote, The faults of its gameplay are especially disappointing given that Trek to Yomi is such a gorgeous and spellbinding game to look at. Its visuals are evocative of classic samurai uh, cinema uh, in a few... Uh, in a way few other games have managed, successfully capturing the look and feel of Kurosawa's masterpieces with a plum. Uh, it's easy to recommend if you have Xbox Game Pass subscription, if only to marvel at each meticulously constructed frame. If only the game beneath it wasn't such an unfortunate letdown. And I feel like Richard Wakeling is echoing what me and Andy said on the full Kind of Funny Games cast that you can get right now, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe, where you review Trek to Yomi, and we talk about Rogue Legacy 2, and talk about Blessing Steam Deck. So there's a lot going on in that games cast, but it's mainly uh, the first Blessing part is all Steam Trek to Yomi and review. Yeah, Kev. Why? Where's our Steam Deck, Kev? You know, you and me, Mr. PC, out, for 15 years. Reach out to companies and be like, hey, I've I've know. been very vocal about drivers and how you know boot screens and in in Radeon cards. Like, I think that you know they really should have helped us out here, but you know, they turned their back on us. You hate to see it. Um, but back to Truck to Yomi. Yeah, uh, for me, it's just a game that I said was fine. It's okay. It's whatever. It's just meh. And Tim, you've played a bit. Yeah, I, I played a bit. I played about two hours and I, I gave up where I was like, I get it. I love it. It looks great, but I just, it never felt right to me. And I'm so big on, especially when games are like 2D platformer asking anyway. And this very lightly is, um, it just felt off to me. It felt like controlling a puppet as controlling in, as opposed to controlling a person. And I just, I don't fuck with that. But it's Agreed. beautiful though. Absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous. But but I feel like I got everything I needed to out of it. Just watching uh, clips of it. And that was my whole thing, right? Where it was like, you know, it became a slog there at the end when you hit a few of the segments that were challenging, you, you know, depending on what difficulty you're playing on, how you have to play. And like, you just have to know what to do with the enemies, but sometimes they throw it, a bunch of different ones at you or whatever. And it's just like, I, at the end, it was, I got to that point where I'm like, I just don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> I beat it. I went through it, but I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. So full review, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, podcast services around the globe as a kind of funny games cast. And of course you could get that games cast on patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you could get that brand new portillo shirt where of course you can support this show so you can write in where you get the post show where you can go watch ps i love you xoxo live right after this show but more importantly you could go get that games cast this episode and of course 
P.S. I love you uh, without ads. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. But guess what, Jack? You're not on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like walking your dog in public without securing them on a leash. Most of the time, you'll probably be fine. But what if one day your dog runs away or gets dognapped? It's better to be careful, especially when it's as simple as using ExpressVPN. We've been using ExpressVPN here at Kind of Funny for years now. Me personally, I've been using it, and I know that my internet browsing is secure. It just gives me that peace of mind that I need. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes, hotels, airports, your online data is not secure but expressvpn creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so they can't and it's great i use it on my desktop i use it on my phone i use it everywhere that i use the internet it would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past expressvpn's encryption you can get an extra three months of expressvpn at expressvpn.com slash kind of funny that's expressvpn.com slash kind of funny e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v vpn.com slash kinda funny shout out to chime for sponsoring this episode no one likes waiting on a paycheck especially when you've got bills due good thing there's chime now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit that's up to two more days to save pay bills and generally just feel good about your money situation but chime is more than just about getting paid early it's also an award-winning mobile app checking account debit card and optional savings account so what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. You can get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. You can get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. C-H-I-M-E dot com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on Shout out to Babbel for sponsoring this episode. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Definitely not me. I took Spanish, didn't do well in it the first time, did okay the second time. You know what? We'll move on. Now, thanks to Babbel, a language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Greg Miller has been learning French little by little, and now when he goes back home to, to Canada to see Jen's family, he'll be able to communicate better. Isn't that a lovely situation? Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language language on the go. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash kindoffunny. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash kindoffunny for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. One more time, babbel.com slash kindoffunny. Number three on the Roper Report, Summer Game Fest has been dated, ladies and gentlemen. The one, the only, the Jeff Keeley. I uh, tweeted today, we have a date. Don't miss Summer Game Fest streaming live on Thursday, June 9th at 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, I'm hosting a live cross-industry showcase. Game announcements, reveals, plus Day of the Devs. Lots of events coming up in June. Keep checking summergamefest.com.
Of course, this came with a plethora of press releases recapping the same information, but I thought this was interesting. I saw this in one of them. You can watch it in IMAX. IMAX Corporation today announced that starting this summer, the cinematic thrill of the world's biggest and best video games are set to arrive in IMAX theaters for the first time when Summer Game Fest Live, the game industry's mid-year digital fan celebration, and the Game Awards, the video game industry's annual year-end show, will air live in IMAX theaters in the U.S., Canada, and United Kingdom. IMAX's partnership will begin with Summer Game Fest Live, set to air live june 9th at 11 a.m pacific uh from los angeles it will be followed by the game awards 2022 in december live from the microsoft theater in los angeles tickets will go on sale for summer game fest on may 12th at 9 a.m pacific tim how hype are you oh my god this is 10 out of 10 hype in every single way like i'm so excited that we have a date i was getting a little concerned that we're getting close to june and not getting things kind of like ironed out in terms of uh the placement of all these showcases one of my biggest criticisms the last couple years as e3 has been dying going away whatever you want to call it and summer game fest has been kind of rising up in its place the biggest problem has been a lack of kind of coordination between everybody and i don't think this is going to be the year that it works out for all asleep but i do but it's gonna be better where it's gonna be better you gotta hope but i was starting to worry it wasn't gonna be uh because i think this is like a key this is one of the the big moments right the tent pole events that everything else kind of works around the kickoff uh in a way and i feel like thursday june 9th makes a lot of sense with the very little context we have for what others are doing so far with xbox coming in on that sunday slot right after it so it this I love it. This feels right. I I actually think this makes more sense for how the industry covers E3 and how audiences look at E3 compared to how E3 actually used to be, where it would be like all the press conferences and then there'd be the gameplay event after. This kind of feels like the opposite, where there's this kickoff press conference-y type event that goes throughout. you got to imagine this weekend where I imagine we'll get a couple more heavy hitters in there uh, potentially. And not expecting Nintendo or PlayStation to be part of this because they've just kind of been doing their own thing. But how nice would that be if, if Jeff somehow made it all happen? Jeff, man, if anybody could make it happen, it, Jeff could make it happen. If Jeff could get everybody back in line of like, let's have a little E3 weekend. Uh, as you pointed out, yeah, that June 9th, Summer Game Fest. June 10th is the Tribeca Game Spotlight. We talked about that earlier in this, uh, I guess last week actually now, of the Tribeca Games that'll be happening there. And then, yeah, June 12th uh, being uh, Xbox. So that Saturday is open if some wants to step up and put something in there uh but for yeah. now though let's turn to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bander sn writes in just like you can each and every weekday about the daily news and says hey kfgd crew jeff Keeley has officially unveiled his june summer game fest event but there is some interesting difference between last year's show and this year's show first of all it's no longer called kickoff live it is now just called summer game fest additional uh, additionally, during the classic Jeff Hype trailer, there is only two events listed, Summer Game Fest on June 9th and the Game Awards in December. As of now, there does not seem to be an opening night live Gamescom event on the schedule. My question is a bit broad, but what does KF think about this? What happened to Gamescom and its relation to SGF? Is everything really just happening in June? Thanks, Bander SN. Well, Bander SN, I would not read too much into Gamescom not being there. Jeff, of course, had tweeted out March 10th, happy to announce I have signed a new deal to continue producing and hosting Gamescom opening night live. We will see you back in Cologne, Germany on uh, Tuesday, August 23rd. My read on why that wouldn't be in the trailer or why this wouldn't be this is that Jeff doesn't own, own Gamescom. Jeff owns Summer Game Fest and he owns Game Awards. So the big news here is that 
Both of those are confirmed. Here's a date for this. They're going to be an IMAX. There's a bunch of stuff happening that I would say are from Jeff Keighley Industries, for lack of a better term, right? It's similar to how I, Greg Miller, host a lot of stuff, right? But if we're promoting kind of funny stuff, I'd only be promoting the kind of funny stuff. And this is, I'm being loose, fast and loose here. But if we were doing, a, if I was hosting a bunch of stuff at E3, I wouldn't necessarily then also promote it in the same breath as the kind of funny showcase because kind of funny showcase is owned and operated. The other one I'm a contractor on, which is what I would assume here as Jeff has signed the deal for it. So I wouldn't read into it. And then the same thing of like, yeah, on the upcoming events page on Summer Game Fest. Yeah, it's Summer Game Fest. It's Xbox, Bethesda Showcase and it's Tribeca. And that's all June. I'd imagine you're going to see Jeff start sussing those out and going on as he gets closer and closer to these things and more stuff starts popping up but it is interesting that it's not called kickoff live one of the things i think last year really lacked from summer game fest was an identity and so tim i think this would be a great first step to be like this is what summer game fest is yeah again i think we're still in the infancy of trying to figure all this stuff out but i think that we're making moves really quickly and i am excited to see what this is going to be like next year the year after that because i think that's when it's really going to actually be like all right cool in the same way that we say e3 and we everyone knows what it means e3 is not happening this year but we can still call it e3 and we all know exactly what we're talking about right um i feel like there's going to be a turning point where it becomes summer game fest and i obviously that's the goal for jeff uh but i do think that the getting rid of the branding of the kickoff and all this stuff and just simplifying what summer game fest actually is if you can get summer game fest down from being this crazy three-month extravaganza that keep checking the calendar because things might happen type shit and get it down to no nah, it's a week you know and yeah, it's yeah. it's this event it's this event it's this and like that is a major 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 win for them especially when we do know he's doing opening night live with gamescom we have game awards it's starting to make the year make a lot more sense in turn in terms of these big kind of tentpole moments in addition to all the other companies doing their their own uh kind of thing with the ubisoft forwards of the world and whatnot uh but i think that one of the more exciting things here is this imax partnership i absolutely mm. love it you know me you know i'm into this you type do of love stuff. imax i know that. um i do i mean i just I, I love theaters i love that experience i love that kind of shared the shared experience that this allows and i really love the idea knowing jeff like he's he's about hype he's about making these productions uh exciting and and crowd pleasers right so it's like cool if not everyone can be live there watching um the, in the microsoft theater they can be surrounded by like-minded people around the country in in these imax theaters i think that's super around the cool. world tim canada yeah, and the uk the there you go there you go world tour baby but um i think that's super awesome and just uh, giving more options for people to be able to consume this and enjoy this i think is great and it makes it much 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 more of an event i do want to be clear for people this isn't going to be an imax format it's not going to take up the entire imax screen it's still going to be a 16 by 9 presentation. i want jeff as tall as he can be he'll be real tall he'll be real good. tall that's but I'm gonna, I'm gonna... yeah but no i i think this is very exciting not quite as exciting as prevent uh transformers revenge of the fallen at the end when optimus prime was standing on the the big battleship thing and he was to scale actually how big he would be and shia labeouf was standing there and he was like to scale how large he is in real life got me really excited because i'm an optimus prime fan horrible movie but damn i love scale optimus prime i assume he was really big i didn't see, i i gave up after the one that where they, they went to robot heaven that's when i was like how was that one there's a battleship yeah. in that movie the very end 
All I remember is being at the press screening and I laughed so hard at the robot heaven that somebody from whatever movie studio turned around and looked at me. <laughs> they were not having it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of these summer game fest and stuff, number four is a short one. Uh, it looks like Xbox's showcase will be the normal 90 minutes-ish. Uh, Aaron Greenberg, of course, from Xbox, was is one of the most open people on Twitter. And somebody asked how long it was going to be. He just responded. He said, we don't have a final we don't have a final show runtime yet. But yes, typically, we end up close to that 90-minute mark. Uh, we'll keep folks posted as we get closer. Of course, remember, Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase is going to be Sunday, June 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Of course, for all of these kind of funny, we'll be reacting. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We'll be having a great time. We hope you will, too. Hell yeah, man. I'm so excited. I'm very excited that we're getting, a, a, hopefully, a more traditional E3 type week. Yeah. You have so. missed that. And we keep talking about it. And we're going to talk a lot more about predictions and stuff coming up. So we don't need to get too far into it here. But Don't get into uh, it. I'm just really excited that we are at a point that I feel like games are we're, we're hitting a point of the, everything we know about coming out or we know is coming out. What's next? What is that next 2023? Like, what's the end of this year look like? There's a lot of room for hype announcements. Sounds good. Oh, sorry. Breaking one here from kind of funny.com slash Sharon. First off, Kebab says Paramount's the distributor of live action Transformer movies. Thank you. And then, uh, Sisa says, according to speedrun.com, you can beat Terminator 2 on the game for you in less than eight minutes. So good to know. Yeah, that. I, got, it, Greg. I got plenty of time during Doctor Strange to do this thing. Uh, number five on the rope report. There are some Hangar 13 issues apparently, but a new Mafia game is in development. This is Ethan Gotch over at Kotaku. Um, Hangar 13 studio head Hayden Blackman uh, is leaving the Mafia 3 maker after seven years, 2K Games announced Wednesday. The publisher wrote in an email to staff that the former LucasArts veteran is going to, quote, pursue his passion at a new endeavor, end quote. Kotaku understands uh, that the move comes with a new Mafia game very early in development at Hangar 13, according to a source familiar with the plans. What 2K didn't mention in the email was that Matthew Urban, Hangar 13 Chief Operating Officer, has also left the studio. Quote, what an amazing ride at Hangar 13. Let's see what next he wrote on LinkedIn. These shifts come as Hangar 13 pivots from original projects back to established franchises like Mafia, the open-world third-person shooter series that's often compared to Grand Theft Auto, except with a more mob-movie approach. Hangar 13 has been, in a, has been in a precarious position for years. After shipping the ambitious Mafia 3, it suffered two rounds of layoffs, first in 2017 and then again in 2018. The studio had several ideas for new IPs during this time and beyond. As previously reported by Kotaku, uh, one was a spy game revolving around the music cues called Rhapsody. Another was a class-based co-op action game in the vein of Destiny 2. Codename Volt, it was quietly canceled by parent company Take-Two last year after $53 million had already been spent on development. A third new IP, codenamed Mosaic, was a loot-based action RPG and was also abandoned before it was ever officially released or revealed. Sorry. More recently, Take-Two has been using Hangar 13 developers to assist on its other published games, like Gearbox's recently released looter shooter Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Most are still working remotely, and Kotaku has been told that some, following Blackman and Urban, are also looking for the door. So something to keep your eye on over there as shakeups happen, and then they start to work on a Mafia game. But, yeah, Hangar 13. A studio yeah. I remember I was excited about when it got going. Mafia 3 looked really good, then didn't deliver on its promises and became a game that was, you know, too much backtracking for some. Other people loved it. I know that there's obviously people who like it, don't get me wrong. But it didn't like set the world on fire. Game. Yeah, uh -huh. it just kind of, it, it happened. It had yeah. its moments. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. And then no one has talked about it since. Yeah. 
And so I know when they did Mafia Remastered, Barrett played it and liked it. Barrett likes the Mafia games a lot. And when we were watching, uh, me and Jen were watching The Sopranos, I thought about getting into it, but that was in the the the, the heat of having uh, Benjamin as a newborn when we were really marathoning Sopranos. So I was not in the place to go restart a giant open world game. But I still could at some point, but there's just so much to play. <laughs> so yeah, be interesting. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you say his name and the boss baby, a.k.a. CEO Junior, Barrett Courtney, appears. Barrett, should we be excited for Hangar 13 Mafia uh, new game? Yes. <clears throat> and I say that because I think Mafia 3 has the strongest uh, story out of all the Mafia sure. games that we've seen so far. Uh, gameplay was a little lackluster, but I think they've definitely had some time to kind of like rethink of like how they structure open worlds and, and stuff like that but they they had the sauce when it came to story and performances the the cast uh, that delivered uh the characters that made them pop off screen i think were uh, fantastic so uh yeah i i think hangar 13 has got it uh, kind of similar greg you you'll understand this to you know wb games montreal when we got sure. batman arkham origins right where it's like gameplay wise like Maybe not uh, not exactly what we were looking for, but I think still in story and uh, like uh, writing, I think they still had something special. So uh, yeah, I've been waiting for Hangar 13 uh, coming back to Mafia for a long time. So uh, yeah, definitely be excited for this one. Okay, let's see if they make it. That's my main thing. You get scared about it. You hear all these people leaving. You hear all these you know conversations about layoffs before at some point, and especially a bunch of games that have been ended. Will we actually get this Mafia game? We'll have to wait and see. Number six on the Roper Report. NetEase has launched its first U.S. studio. Uh, NetEase, this is a press release. NetEase Games, the online games division of NetEase Incorporated, announced today its first U.S. studio, Jackalope Games, based in Austin, Texas. Jackalope Games will be creating new and exciting PC and console games as a first-party studio of NetEase Games. Jackalope Games is led by industry veteran Jack Emmerich, whose credits include City of Heroes, Neverwinter, Star Trek Online, and DC Universe Online. Uh, Jack has worked on games based on some of the biggest media franchises in history and brings decades of MMORPG experience to this studio. Uh, Jackalope Games is NetEase's first, uh, first party uh, studio in the U.S., but it will operate independently and maintain creative autonomy. Uh, uh, in its uh, game development and publishing. The first project produced by Jackalope Games is being fully funded by NetEase Games. Something to cool. put out there. That's happening. Yeah. Of course, if I can mention DC Universe Online in the show, I'm all You're about gonna it. You're going to do it. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Do, so, yeah, do you like, have any thoughts on that from that perspective, Greg? I'm excited to see what it is. You know, I mean, the rumor is that the DC Universe Online devs are working on a Marvel game, right? That was in their uh, earnings report or whatever, some speech from uh, the CEO of it. But we've had no official announcement for it. I'm excited to see what that would look like. Obviously, you know, as much as I love DC Universe Online, that is a game from the PS3 generation. That is a game that's a decade, more than a decade old now, that no matter what you update to it is still you know, going to be stuck in the fact that it is a PS3 game you are updating no matter how many res, uh, you know, uh, high-res graphics you put on everything and textures and things like that. So starting from scratch in a modern setting with Marvel, I think it's be really dope and I can't wait for that. So then to jump to this is, you know, it's clearly, I think, going to be an MMO, right? Like you talk about bringing over Jack. He's the guy you're talking about who's founding this thing and being and leading Jackalope Games. It seems like that's what they'll be making. And obviously, NetEase has had a lot of success with that uh, around the world. So we'll see what it is. It's exciting to see, you know, New studios and, you know, prosper and all that jazz, but what's going to happen? Who knows? Uh, uh, DRC4077 says, does DC Universe Online have a platinum? Yes, I have all of them. Every time I get, you know, I have it in PS3, I have it on PS4, don't worry about it. Waiting for them to make a PS5 version, then, you know, I could do it over there. They said they were going to, and then they put up a thing that it was like, I don't want to say delayed indefinitely. This is very old information, if I remember correctly. So somebody look into that. I forget whatever happened to that. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Number seven and final on the Roper Report. 
we have the 2022 video game hall of fame inductees again this is a press release it's official Miss Pac-Man gobbled up the competition. Dance, dance, revolution hit the beat. The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, completed the adventure, and Sid Meier's Civilization made history. These four iconic games, which have influenced popular culture and the video game industry, today joined the, video, the World Video Game Hall of Fame at the Strong National Museum of Play. They emerged from a field of finalists that also included Assassin's Creed, Candy Crush Saga, Minesweeper, NBA Jam, Parappa the Rapper, Resident Evil, Rogue, and Words with Friends. Uh, the World Video Game Hall of Fame at The Strong was established in 2015 to recognize individual electronic games of all types, arcade, console, computer, handheld, and mobile, uh, that have enjoyed popularity over a sustained period and have exerted influence on the video game industry or on pop popular culture and society in general. Inductees were announced at The Strong Museum in Rochester, New York on May 5th, 2020, and are on permanent view in the museum's second floor. Anyone may nominate a game to the World Video Game Hall of Fame. Final selections are made on the advice of journalists, scholars, and other industries familiar with the video game with vi with the video the history of video games and their role in society. Tim, I had not paid attention. I did not realize this was happening that there was a Hall of Fame over at the Strong uh, National Museum of Play. Did you know about this? I did not. I think it's really cool. Obviously, I think it's it's always funny to look at these type of things and look back and be like, "Wow, Ocarina's just getting in now, but you put this game in before, like that type of stuff." But I feel like that's kind of the fun of it, right? Like, you know, me and you are obviously wrestling fans, have been for yeah. a very long time. So the WWE Hall of Fame, uh, I feel like that's going to function a little more similarly to this than a different type of Hall of Fame. To be honest, though, I guess I don't really know how Hall of Fames work ever. Uh, I know that like, like the, the rock and roll. Hall of Fame is a thing. And I feel like that's also a little bit weird sometimes where it's like, you're telling me this person's here and not this person. That's just the way that this, this shit goes. I think this is cool. I think that the inductees this year are awesome, really representative of different types of gaming and, and the power of video games kind of being able to be so many different things. But of course I got to give a major shout out to DDR. That's so would. awesome. I knew you I would. Love it. Love Dance Dance Revolution. Loved it since day one. Uh, I still do. Think this it's really cool that it's getting this type of love because it, it's easy to look at a lot of those moments as like just a, a blip in time that like weren't that big of a deal it's like oh yeah it was just another video game things like guitar hero or whatever it's like oh yeah that was just things like no it was everything it was a phenomenon for for like the five years whatever that it that it was popping off Tim, what I want to do is, I know we since we say this and people might, you know, you're like, oh man, Ocarina's finally there, or that's the game you picked, or whatever. I would like to do a speed read of the other games that are in the Video Game Hall of Fame at the Strong cool. National Museum of Play, all right? Uh, remember, they started this in 2015, so there are a lot of games, so bear with me. I'm going to read it super speed, make sure we like it, all right? So, and these are in no particular order because their website's very weird. Doom, Pong, Grand Theft Auto 3, The Oregon Trail, Le The Legend of Zelda. The Sims, Sonic the Hedgehog, Space Invaders, Tetris, Super Mario Bros., uh, Pac-Man, uh, World of Warcraft, John Madden Football, Final Fantasy VII, uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, fuck yeah, uh, Pokemon Red and Green, StarCraft, Halo Combat Evolved, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Street Fighter II, Animal Crossing, Donkey Kong, Minecraft, King's Quest, Centipede, Bejeweled, Super Mario Kart, uh, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> Microsoft Solitaire, yeah, uh, Colossal Cave Adventure, Tomb Raider, and Space War. That looks to be the entirety of their thing, which is a real comprehensive list. 
What a banger list. I mean, I feel like personally, I, I would replace a couple of them with different iterations in the franchise for what I think they were trying to go after there. Like, I don't think that Super Mario Kart deserves a spot necessarily. I, I think I, I would make an argument for uh, Mario Kart 64 over it. But sure. uh, and there's a couple of examples on the list, too, the, of what you named. But fantastic stuff like that. I think that tells a story that tells the story of what they're trying to say of Video Game Hall of Fame. Like, that's it. Right. All these are storied sure. video games that either turned into franchises that changed video games forever or were just single single games that stand the test of time. Now, Tim, I have a breaking challenge from the chat. Cool. The one and only Jeffy Grub Grub. Jeff Grub from Games Beat steps up and says, DDR machine in the new office. I'll challenge and beat you all. Now, oh, of course, yeah. Jeff, you'll beat my ass. No problem. But I know that Tim Gettys loves him some fucking ddr you say I the do. word i'll order it right now 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 here's the thing i would love that i would love the machine i i i, I talked about this on the show a couple of months ago but i do have like a fancy dance mad mad pad. mat or pad either way uh that that i got that I, you can hook up to the computer and play any song you want and i fucking love that shit i i'm not the the boy i used to be we all understand that we all know that i used to be able to freaking crush these songs on heavy like it was no one's business these days jeff i will accept your challenge i will do it but we can only play three songs and i'm done (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just fucking done but i'm telling you right now greg if i was at an arcade if we were out somewhere i would get not on that pad and i would not go down to to medium or anything to like warm up i'm going straight i'm just diving into the deep end man do i have that muscle memory i'm sure can my muscles keep up with me moving Uh -uh. but we'll do it tim i'm excited for you to tell me about where i could get cool games but manic pixel writes into kind of funny.com slash you're wrong just to close the loop here and says the ps5 and xbox series x slash s versions of dc universe online have been pushed to 2023 at the earliest per gamerant.com tim i'm excited to play dc universe online some 13 years later or whatever the fuck it's gonna be 12 years later i guess in 2023 but that's so far away if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and grab shops where would i go the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. yeah. Out today, you got a big old bug patch for Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Chaos Gate Demon Hunters is out on PC. Trek to Yomi is on PlayStation 5 and PC. Citizen Sleeper is on Xbox, PC, and that's it. Uh, best Wait, month ever. Hold on. Trek to Yomi, isn't that also on Game Pass? Yeah, it is. I'm pulling from releases.com. As you know, Zach at Kotaku still refuses to do this weekend game, so I just pulled from there, and I was already late today, so I couldn't do it. So there you go. Um, Thank you. Good correction. Uh, Best month ever is on PS4 and PC. Uh, GTA Online spotlights free mode activities this month, kicking off with triple awards in business battles all week long, plus several classic modes return to GTA Online this week, including Motor Wars and RC Bandito races. Uh, With double the bonuses in RC Bandito races and RC time trials, as well as discounted RC Banditos uh, available. Rift Tracks, the game, is out on PlayStation 5, series, all the Xboxes. Yeah, all the Xboxes, all the PlayStation, Switch, and Steam. Uh, Beat Saber's electronic mixtape is now live. All owners of the original Dying Light, the first-person actual survival game, played by more than 20 million people around the world, today receive a free upgrade to the game's enhanced edition, which includes award, the award-winning expansion, the following, and a horde of additional free content and DLC. And then today, IO Interactive shed new light 
on upcoming year two content for Hitman 3, including the May roadmap, details on the new freelancer launch window, and news on the release of the upcoming map known as Ambrose Island. Uh, you can go find that anywhere, IGN, et cetera. Uh, new dates, Turnip Boy commits tax evasion, is heading to mobile on tw- May 24th. <laughs> what the fuck? Turnip Boy commits tax evasion has been slowly coming out on every fucking platform, and so we've been talking about it all the goddamn time. And then uh, uh, Dislight is launching on iOS and Android May 10th. Uh, deals of the day for you free on the epic game store right now until may 12th is going to be terraforming mars and then starting on may 19th you can get prey and jotun valhalla edition and then call of duty tweet today unlock the combat or i think yesterday unlock the combat pack for free with your playstation plus membership for a limited time you get an exclusive legendary skin two legendary blueprints a custom calling card a watch and more now tim yes Usually, we'd cut right to it. More, you're wrong. We've covered you're wrong. You're watching live on Twitch. You kind of find that you're wrong. Congratulations. Instead, I got a required reading for you. This one comes from IGN. Ryan Dinsdale over there wrote this. Dread hunger became so unexpectedly massive on Steam that it had to refocus development. There's a chance you haven't heard of Dread Hunger yet, even though it's one of the biggest games in the world right now. A cocktail of Among Us-like social deduction amid the ticking clock fear of a survival game, the game has quietly amassed a huge player base to the point where it's been in and around Steam's top 10 most played games for well over a month. That success has been so huge and so sudden, the developer Dread Hunger team has had a uh, reciprocal, and they reprioritized uh, development to meet the demand. Then he talks a little bit more, but then there's a quote from the developers. The biggest challenge we've seen, we've been facing uh, has been DDoS attacks and having to strengthen our infrastructure. But that's what happens when you get so big. You become a target. So that shows we must be doing something right. Uh, I didn't know anything about uh, Dread Hunger. And so I looked at this and I was like, oh, what is going on? And it's a big old article from Ryan. And I, I read it and I was captivated to learn about a new game and all this different stuff. I highly recommend you go do it. Yeah, really cool. Thanks for adding this, Greg. Because yeah, I have not heard of it either. And just looking at the launch trailer here, it looks wild. <laughs> like the shit, like the description you gave sounds apt, but also check this out. Like look at it just to see, because like I feel like it goes a lot darker than than you'd expect. And it, sure. it's, it does not look like Among Us. It might play like it, but it does not look like it. Yeah, so go find out about that. You know, maybe I would know more about this if I had a Steam Deck, but apparently Paris Lily needs it for a photo shoot. So God forbid anybody else gets to buy one. You know what I mean? Uh, like I said, we usually do your wrong. Kindoffine.com slash wrong, but nobody wrote in because we did them all live because we're great. You know what I mean? So that's fantastic. Perfect. We're perfect. So instead, let me tell you that tomorrow you get one more episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily to close out the week. You can go and be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can send questions for me and Blessing. Of course, if you want more of me and Blessing, uh, 1130, 30 minutes from now, we're doing PS I Love You XOXO live with Janet and Barrett. You could go get that, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're hearing this later, you could go there to get it ad free, of course. You could go there to get this show ad free. You could go there to get the post show Tim and I are about to do for this show. Mm hmm. If that wasn't enough, if none of that's your bag, you don't want to do any of that right now, guess what? Here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, you're going to get some gameplay streaming. It's the one, the only, the master of hype, Snowbike Mike, teaming up with Andy and Nick to do the Kind of Funny Morning Show and then maybe some Nintendo Switch Sports. If you want to catch that later, youtube.com slash plays our newest YouTube channel where all the archives go. For now, though, post show for me and Tim. P.S. I love you for the rest of us. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.